Welcome to our Deep Rooted Podcast, a weekly podcast featuring our latest live Bible study, as well as other encouraging messages and teachings from our hearts to yours. So I believe that sometimes things don't happen immediately because of your heart, where your heart's sitting, where your heart's standing, and it, you have to renew that. You have to get that out of your mind, and you have to expect something. Mm-hmm. You need to expect that it's going to happen, yeah. that you're going to receive something. And even if it does take forever to happen, you still need to expect it. Mm-hmm. You still need to expect that it's happening, yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it doesn't really matter as long as it does happen. Mm-hmm. But just know that you're not limited to progressive healing. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe healing is always supposed to be instant. Always. Every time. And just because I, I believe that you're, you'll never find an instance where Jesus doesn't heal someone instantly. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Every single person was healed. Every person. And so Jesus, again, is our model. He's our example. So if he healed people instantly... I'm believing instantly is going to happen. Instantly healing is going to happen every time for me. I believe it. And so um, it's you have to be convinced. We, we have a, a teaching called Fully Persuaded, which you can go back and watch. But it's so it's so good. You need to be fully persuaded of how God works and that God wants you well. That God is is still able to heal, and he did 2,000 years ago. He's still the God of the universe. He's still the God who healed everyone in the, in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. He is our God and he's given us that power. Mm -hmm. We need to be fully persuaded of that. Fully persuaded. So Peter, he claimed his God given authority and he was able to make this man walk immediately. Go to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three says, "This is Jesus saying." This is after the fig tree. Yes, so this is after the fig tree, where the fig tree wasn't producing fruit, and so Jesus was hungry, and he got upset with it because it wasn't producing fruit like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to go into that, into that teaching. But he passes by to it, and then he curses it. And then after he curses it, they come by in the morning, and they pass by the fig tree. And Peter calls to his remembrance, saying, Master, behold, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. There's something I could say about that scripture. But I'm just going to move on. From verily I say unto you, that who shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but will believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Whatever he says. Now, there's something great about this scripture. Another gospel records this instance. And it says that Jesus cursed the fig tree and immediately it died. 
But then this scripture says that Jesus said, no man eat of the fruit of you hereafter or forever. And it says his disciples heard it. And then he went out and evicted the money changers. And he, 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 the money changers thing was happening and he flipped the tables. And then the evening came and they left and then they came back the next morning and then they saw the fig tree withered. But the other scripture said immediately. But then this one says the next morning. So there's a couple of schools of thought here. And it's when Jesus cursed the fig tree, the roots of the fig died immediately. But it took time for the fruit of it to show. So the fruit, the root died. And so the next morning you saw what took place in the roots. And so when you, there's roots to, there's so many things. There are roots to so many things. And like, let's say you're, you're believing the Lord for, for a financial prosperity or for even for healing, you know, you need, there's a root inside of you and that's your heart. And when you are planting seeds of doubt, planting seeds of, of evil, just planting ungodly seeds in you, you're planting those roots. Mm -hmm. And so you have to uproot all of those things. You need to then plant the word of God and it works from the root out. Mm -hmm. From the root, it comes out. It, there's a fruit that is shown when, when you plant something. And so sometimes healings don't happen like instantaneously because there's a bad root in you. Mm -hmm. There's a bad root that you need to get out. You need to dig it up and you need to, you need to plant the good, the good seed in your heart, which is the word. And then... As you continue to plant and plant, you'll see the fruit of its labor. Yeah. You will see it. And then the next instance, something happens, you already have the root inside of you. So when you speak it, boom, mm -hmm. there's the fruit already. The fruit is already there. But sometimes you must uproot bad teachings, some doubt, thoughts of the enemy from the enemy. But Jesus, right here, he says something so profound when he says, whatever you shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart. There it goes again. There's doubt. Doubt. If there's doubt in play, then you have to uproot that. You have to get it out of here because it'll do no good. Now, a lot of people don't like, like you said, the, the word of faith and the whole faith movement because it's some people abuse it. Some people say you can have whatever you want. You can say whatever you want and it's going to happen. You can wish someone were dead and it's going to happen. You can, you can pray for someone's wife and it's going to happen. That's not going to happen. Those aren't going to happen. If you, if you read it in context of just how Jesus operated and how Jesus was, it's not whatever you want in the world. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians too, that we have the mind of Christ, that in us, we have the mind of Christ. Now, some of your test scores from high school might tell you different, but we do have the mind of Christ inside of our spirit, man. That's the old that was passed, which are natural, and then the new was given to us, which contains the mind of Christ. And so through time, through, through renewing our mind in the word, which is important, 
we begin to take on the Lord's desires. His thoughts start to become our thoughts. What he desires becomes what we desire. That starts to happen when we begin to renew our mind. So if you're a follower of the Lord and you are renewing your mind, then you can read this scripture 100% and believe it because what you want should be what the Lord wants. So if Jesus is telling you, if you stay to this mountain and do not, do not doubt, you will have whatever you say. That's because your heart is positioned for God. Your heart is positioned, positioned like God's heart because you have the mind of Christ. You know what he wants. You know what he thinks. And if you believe what God believes, then absolutely, you shall say whatever you want and it will come to pass. Absolutely. Because it's aligned to the word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to understand. It's not just whatever you want in the world. You need to be one with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You have to be abiding with the Lord. And then you will start to see your heart is transforming. You are becoming more thoughtful of the Lord, more thoughtful of what he would like. And then it starts to manifest. Then you can say those things. Absolutely. But we also have to know that doubt is poison to faith. It is a poison to faith. It will literally stop faith in its tracks because of how 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 deadly it is to faith. It's so deadly. It, it, it can kill you. Doubt can kill you. Absolutely. 100%. So, how do we eliminate doubt? How do we eliminate doubt? I believe it's through the Word. Through renewing our mind through the Word. Through building ourselves up in the Word. What does Romans chapter 10 say? I love Romans chapter 10. He talked, there's so much more in here about faith than you can imagine. But Romans chapter 10 says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does these things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on the wise. Say not in your heart, Who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart... Man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You don't have to pray the prayer anymore. Lord, rend the heavens, like in Isaiah 64. I I know people who pray that. I I personally know people who pray, if you just rend the heavens, Father, and come down and heal us. He did that 2,000 years ago. And you know what? When people don't understand that, doubt will creep in Mm -hmm. because they don't understand. Jesus finished it. He finished the work on the cross. That's why in Isaiah it says, by his stripes you are healed. And then in Peter it says, by his stripes you were healed Mm -hmm. because it was done. Mm -hmm. It was completed. But we don't have to pray things like that anymore. That's literally what it's saying. The righteousness of faith is saying this. 
Don't pray this. Who shall ascend into heaven? Christ come down, rend the heavens. We don't pray that. What does it say to us? What does the righteousness of faith say? It says, the word is in your mouth and in your heart. That's what the righteousness of faith says. Mm -hmm. It's in our mouth and it's in our heart. Renewing your mind is how you get the word in your mouth and in your heart. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you're planting seeds of faith in your heart, then what is it? Out of your mouth it comes. Mm -hmm. In your heart, through the mouth. Mm -hmm. So you need to start planting seeds of faith. Mm -hmm. Start planting seeds of faith in your heart because the truth is right now your life is going exactly the way your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Your life is going exactly the way your heart is positioned. And that's a tough pill to swallow because some people are going through hell and high waters right now. And they, they, I, I can guarantee you they didn't sit there and say, think about bad stuff, think about bad stuff, think about bad stuff. <laughs> no, no one does that. Yeah. But what they didn't do is rebuke, resist. Mm -hmm. They didn't plant. They weren't abiding in the word. Mm -hmm. They were just simply going throughout the day, checking out, not being attentive to the word, not listening to the Lord, filling their mind with garbage. Mm -hmm. And then circumstances hit. Lord, where are you? And then all of that happens. We need to start planting seeds of faith in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Start planting seeds of faith. Yeah, that's why you can you can really see like where someone's thoughts are by what they're saying. Like you said earlier, people will say that they're believing for healing and then they want to go to the doctor and they're yep. sitting on the bed and they're just kind of letting it happen to them. Mm -hmm. You can see, you can speak that you're believing for healing, but your actions are showing me otherwise. Um, that's why I love when Andrew says, I don't have to be there when you're planting seeds to yeah. know what the fruit is. I can tell at the harvest what you planted. Mm -hmm. And so you can say all you want that you're believing for healing, but if you're, there's no fruit and all I'm seeing is that you're speaking death over your circumstances mm -hmm. constantly, then mm, I can see what you planted mm -hmm. in the first place. I don't have to be there when you planted it. Mm -hmm. And this isn't judging. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have to be very clear with that because God forbid we offend someone. <laughs> but if you, when you go look at an apple tree, <laughs> you don't have to wonder, what kind of tree is this? It's an apple tree. You can see. And you're not judging the apple tree. You're just seeing the fruit. Mm -hmm. You're seeing, should I eat from this fruit? Is the fruit rotten? Does the fruit look like it's going to fall off? No, I'm not going to eat off of that. Or if you look at the tree and say, wow, these apples are lush. These apples are beautiful. They're red. They're ripe. They're ready. I'm going to eat from this fruit. Because you observe the tree. You look at the tree. And the tree's showing you what took place in the root. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. We're not judging just because you're seeing the fruit of someone. Mm -hmm. Jesus said it. You will know they're my disciples by their fruit. Mm -hmm. By their fruit. You will know they're my disciples mm -hmm. by their fruit. And you know what? Faith is a fruit. Faith, it's not faithfulness, being faithful. That's not what the fruit is. That's what translations put it. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. That word faith is the same word that Jesus says whenever he's marveled by their faith. Not their consistency, mm -hmm. not their faithfulness to show up. Their faith. Mm -hmm. They believe it. 
and Jesus said in Luke, a good man out of the mouth, out of good treasures in his heart brings forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth fruit that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. What are you saying out of your mouth? What are you saying when you're going through something bad? What are you saying when something good happens? Your mouth is a huge, huge indicator of the positioning of your heart. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to understand that. Even Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. There's a, there's a ongoing, ongoing theme of fruit here. There's fruit, death and life from the power of the, of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit. A good man, which is good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. Bringing forth is a fruit term. He will bring forth fruit. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much to understand about mm-hmm. the mouth, about the heart. About what are you saying? What are you saying that's out of your mouth? What are you saying that you don't realize you're saying it? Mm-hmm. You know, I I, hear, I come into contact with people that will occasionally they'll they'll um they'll they'll say a thought that they didn't mean to say, mm-hmm. and they say I didn't mean it, but you said it. Yeah, you said it. And I'm guilty of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are times where things happen, and I say something, and I realize. Man, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. And I, Father, forgive me. I repent. I don't. I rebuke that, and I continue. But there are people who they say things, and then oh, I didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. But you said it. Mm-hmm. You you said it. And the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have meant it if you didn't speak it. Mm-hmm. So. Words are so powerful. They are so powerful. And even in relationships, they're powerful. You, you can speak words of life in a relationship or by with your words, you can destroy that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's incredibly humbling how powerful words are. Mm-hmm. But it's also very liberating yeah. how powerful words are. Yeah. When we were um, kind of coming up with this um, study, I... It sounds, it's a little silly. It's a little silly story to some people. But um, I I had the intention of mentioning this just because I feel like it's so powerful and just the entire thought process of what occurred in this circumstance um, is so relatable to what we're talking about. But um, when we got our cat, (laughs) (laughs) we noticed a couple weeks after we got her that she had a cough mm-hmm. and it started with a cough and I thought, Oh, you know, it kind of reminded me cause I've never had a cat before. I'm a first time cat owner. So I'm not a hundred percent, you know, knowledgeable on how to, <laughs> on what's normal with cats. So I noticed she had a cough and I was like, Oh, I, I remember that cats can cough with hair balls. So I started <laughs> looking on the internet to kind of see like, um, if there's anything I can do about it, what I should expect from cats coughing up hair balls. And I was reading on the internet and I came across the fact that most it's mostly long-haired cats that cough up hair balls. Um, short-haired cats, which is what we have, um, don't really typically, if they have a good diet. But 
as I was reading, I also saw that coughing can be uh, symptoms of an infection. Mm -hmm. And so right away, the enemy's feeding me kind of like little seeds, like um, tempting me with, oh, like, is she sick? Like, mm -hmm. um, is there something wrong with her? And I try not to read too much because that is just fear. It's fear being instilled into you and negative seeds that I don't want to plant in my heart. Um, so I didn't read too much, but you know, when, as I was coming across that, I kind of saw that cats can get what's called upper respiratory um, infections or mm -hmm. illness. Um, and we had gotten her as a, we had just adopted her from PetSmart. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so there's that uh, in my head. I'm like, oh, there might've been a chance that she could have gotten it from the store mm -hmm. um, that we adopted her from. And, but I didn't want to speak anything out. These were all just kind of things that the enemy was feeding me. And so um, I kind of just pushed it away and I was like, okay, we're just gonna, I'm going to speak to it, whatever. And um, I noticed that it got worse mm -hmm. and we saw that it developed, it kept, it became a more consistent cough and then she started sneezing and we could hear when she would breathe her you could nose, hear, the you could hear that she she was uh -huh. definitely dealing with something um but i did not want to say anything and it was really hard because the enemy really did try i get some people aren't <coughs> people so some people might think this is silly but the enemy kind of started feeding me um seeds of doubt and yeah. wanting to believe that she could be sick and it could be something serious, and especially since like I we had just lost my parents' dog yeah. not too long ago, and just that whole experience was really hard on us. And so, kind of that fear of ha of that happening again, um, the enemy I really felt was trying to feed me. And so at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get in the word. And I told you we need to pray over her, mm -hmm. and so we prayed over her, and we spoke to all Laid the coughing. Hands on her. We speak. We spoke to the sneezing and all the mucus that was in her, in her um, nose, and we we're like, okay, so she's gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, as first time newlyweds, we are not going to take her to the vet. Nope. We're not expecting to we're spend not spending that much thousands money. of dollars on an animal. So we're like, we're gonna speak to this, and we're gonna see it go. And the next day. Um, I think it got worse, actually. Uh, yeah. She went from sneezing occasionally to sneezing multiple <laughs> times, like 10 times every like 15 yeah. minutes. And so it just kind of seemed like it got worse, but we didn't want to, I didn't want to speak any unbelief onto it. I was, I was just only going to speak life to her. And I kept saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've healed my cat. Thank yeah. you, Lord, that I have a healthy cat and that I have healthy dogs. Um, and we saw it leave. Uh-huh. 100%. 100%. And... I know that it kind of seems like a little silly story, especially if you aren't an animal person. But to me, it's very important to, to catch these things right away. It's so easy to just say, okay, we're going to take her to the vet and they can tell us what's wrong with her. Yeah. But I didn't even want to give room to that because no it's easy when it's, it, well, easy when it's a pet. But what do you do when this is your child? Yep. And I, I knew as I started thinking about becoming a mother that I was going to get the hang of this stuff before I become a mother because when it's when you're in the thick of it there's no time there's no time yeah there. you when it, that's your child it's a lot harder yeah to speak life over them and to believe that they are healed and that the Lord has them um, when the physical says otherwise mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to kind of leave that as an encouragement um, and end with that because it does work and I think that it's really important in any kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm that you are utilizing your faith and making 
good things, positive things manifest um, and using the power that the Holy Spirit has given you. And I think you're at the end of your rope too, because you knew I wasn't going to pay no animal bills. I know. I, and it, I, you know, they're like, they're just, she grew on me so fast. And, oh yeah. And I knew like it, this could be my child someday. God forbid. But that those things happen. And I know that if it's something worse and when you're emotionally feeling all these emotions about your child and loving them, I knew I was like, I'm not going to allow this kind of stuff to happen to my child. Yeah. So I'm going to start now with my cat. Sorry, exercising. <laughs> I'm going to start exercising the faith Absolutely. that God's given me and we're going to see these things leave. And they have. Uh, we, she our, seems so much happier and well, healthier and Daisy. energetic. When did we got Daisy? <laughs> We got our dog Daisy, and then the like, what? Three days later? Yeah. Three days later, after we got her, we came home after leaving her in the house. Lesson learned, and she ate an entire bowl of uh, Lindor chocolate malt balls, and those were really toxic. <laughs> so, we did call a helpline. They charged us seventy bucks just to call them, and uh, we we were driving to the hospital the animal hospital but we we're praying and rebuking it and praying and rebuking it and we never went into the into the hospital because we just prayed rebuked it prayed rebuked it and we believe that she's gonna be fine regardless of some of the symptoms they said that she could have she had none yep. of them um and so and it was a hard time too like i that's why i am I'm such a fan of marriage mm-hmm. and that we are partners and that we get through each other, get us through it and we pick each other up when the other one falls down because yep. it was only the the day after um, I had you lost your dog. We lost our family dog. And so it was really emotional mm-hmm. and I feel like I was in a place where had I had it not been for my husband that picked me up, um, I don't know what the outcome could have been. I think I was at the end of my rope on this one too because <laughs> I was like, shoot. Can't let this one die on her. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's so important um, to use your faith. Uh, Absolutely. Don't, I mean, if you're healthy otherwise, other than like get a few colds or flus a year, don't even let that come on you. Yeah. Because God forbid it could be something worse and you've allowed the enemy in this much and he's going to take much more yep. than you allowed. So, yep. yeah. It's, it's a little encouragement. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more from Matthew and Stephanie, subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at deeprootedministries.com. From there, you will be able to contact us directly, access our live Bible study archives, and so much more. You can also find out how to partner with us in sharing the gospel all across the world. Be blessed today, continue living in the victory, and remember that you are always welcome here in our family of faith.